Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. The race of faith. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Bible likens this reality we are now living to a race. And we understand that there are different types of races. Think back to track and field days. Sprints, middle distance, long distance. Any runners in the Lord's house today? Although all involve the motion of running, each race, each type of race has its own demands. The Bible race, the race we've entered into, the race we've exited the blocks for and are now running, an endurance race. How long does this race last? Well, a lifetime. (laughs) And we know that not all lifetimes span the same years. Regardless of how long our specific endurance race lasts, the call is to run. To run with endurance. And yes, there is a crowd. So great a cloud of witnesses cheering us on to the finish. And if you can receive the word of the Lord today and let it be, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. In order to run in a right manner, in a fitting manner, the Bible instructs that we do certain things. As we've read, let us lay aside every weight Unnecessary weight hinders a runner. Unnecessary weight slows a runner down. You know, it kills pace. Unnecessary weight causes fatigue. It causes injury. The Amplified Bible, stripping off every unnecessary weight... In this kingdom race, this race of faith, there is necessary weight. And the necessary weight is not to be laid aside, stripped off. For it is necessary. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, let us strip off everything that hinders us. 
And now we see it. The hindering weight. You see, necessary weight doesn't hinder. Don't fall for this lie. It's the unnecessary weight that hinders. The Living Bible reads, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back. Let's take a look at our manner on the track today. The way we're running this race. There are many things that could fit the bill. Let us strip down anything that slows us down or holds us back. Many things could fit the bill. And the Holy Ghost is an expert at hitting the nail on the head. The New Century Version, we should remove from our lives anything that would get in the way. The NLV, let us put everything out of our lives that keeps us from doing what we should. Are we running this race with unnecessary weight? The Bible says, let us lay aside every weight. The sin which so easily ensnares us. The sin that traps us and the sin that trips us up. The amplified sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Quite the words. The living Bible, those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. Listen, we were not meant to run with sin. We are meant to run free of it. You know, let's stop messing around with sin in the sin realm. He's bought us with a price. You know, don't buy into the lie that the traps and trips are just part of the race. The truth today is that one can run the race without these, without succumbing to these. But you know there's a responsibility on the runner's part. The runner has to recognize and realize the sin which so easily ensnares them. And they have to do what the Bible says. They have to lay it aside. And let the coach help. Yea, even other runners. If we're honest, if you're honest today, you know the power of your ensnaring sin when you aren't willing to deal with it. You know the grip of your ensnaring sin when you aren't willing to lay it, lay it aside. How it so easily and cleverly entangles the wrapping tightly around the feet. You know it's mastery over you. Ensnaring sin doesn't belong in this race. The race of faith. 
The Bible says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Are we running in an enduring manner? Ever witnessed someone who came out of the blocks and took off sprinting only to see them sidelined 100 meters down the track? I remember track days. The King James Version let us run with patience. An enduring runner is patient. It's like they run in the Spirit, living, moving, having their very being, knowing when to turn it on, and knowing when to hold the pace. That word patient, steadfastness, constancy, endurance. In the New Testament, the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and sufferings. This is the manner in which we are to run this race. A patient, steadfast, waiting for. A patient, enduring, sustaining perseverance. Romans 5, 3 to 4. We also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces what? Well, it's not in the big Bible. It produces perseverance, endurance. And perseverance, approved character. And character, hope. How's your running today? The Amplified Bible, let us run with patient endurance, a steady and active persistence. The appointed course of the race that is set before us. The saints now, with baton in hand. You know, perhaps we need to hear the word of the Lord today. We need the reminder that this race we are running is an endurance race. And an endurance race requires endurance. Looking unto Jesus, we know how crucial it is that we keep our eyes on the prize. There's so many distractions, so many sights. Many lose sight of where they are headed. The Amplified Bible, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. This is a word to the runner today. To those that have exited the blocks to run this great race, the race of faith. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Why? Because He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is our leader and He is our source. Study how He did it. The one who both began and finished this race we're in, He never lost sight of where He was headed. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief 
and is also the finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. If we get caught up with distractions, caught up in distraction, we get led astray. We must, is that crucial? We must look to Jesus. We must keep our eyes on Jesus, the leader and the source of our faith, the very one who is our hope, that our race end at the finish line that we stand mature and perfect. You know, distractions lead off course. Distractions cause run-ins, accidents with other runners. Distractions cause injury, self and others. Distractions must be left. The call is this, look away. And look to Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What an example we have. Jesus Christ, the great endurance runner. And so many others who have gone before us. Those who have run the race with endurance. Every weight laid aside. And the endurance sin. Those that have counted the cost. Those looking unto Jesus. When I think of this race we are in, I hear the Spirit say, stay hungry, stay humble, stay holy, stay His. Stay hungry for the things of God. Stay hungry for the win. Stay hungry for the finish line. Stay hungry because this is the most important race of our lives. The race of faith. Stay humble. Pride comes before a great fall. And guess what? If we get too cocky, too pride-filled, foolishness can set in. And mistakes that should have never plagued the running. Stay holy. Be holy as I am holy, says the Lord. Stay His. You know, I have nothing against rabbits. In fact, they're lovely creatures. 
except that one that shows up on Resurrection Weekend. Ain't no bunny going to love you like Jesus. Ain't no bunny going to save your soul. A hare was making fun of the tortoise one day for being so slow. Do you ever get anywhere? He asked with a mocking laugh. Yes, the tortoise replied. And I get there sooner than you think. I'll run you a race and prove it. The hare was much amused at the idea of running a race with a tortoise. But for the fun of the thing, he agreed. So the fox, who had consented to act as judge, marked the distance and started the runners off. The hare was soon far out of sight. And to make the tortoise feel very deeply how ridiculous it was for him to try and race a hare, he lay down beside the course to take a nap until the tortoise should catch up. The tortoise, meanwhile, kept going slowly but steadily. And after a time, passed the place where the hare was sleeping. But the hare slept on very peacefully. The animals who were watching cheered so loudly for tortoise, they woke up hare. Tortoise was near the goal. The hare now ran his swiftest, but he could not overtake the tortoise in time. The tortoise never, ever stopped until he came to the finish line. There's a lesson there. The race of faith. The Apostle Paul had something to say to runners. 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 to 26. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. So let us ask ourselves the question, are we running in such a way to obtain the prize? Paul told us his manner of running, his running style, not with uncertainty, but rather with discipline, subjection, so not to be disqualified. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Do we realize what we are running for? We are running for the imperishable. The Phillips New Testament, I run the race then with determination. If we read from the message, the paraphrase, you've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. 
I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving up everything I've got. I'm giving it everything I've got. No lazy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it, and then missing out myself. You know that hair, that rabbit should have read the words of the Apostle Paul. The Living Bible, I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. Purpose in every step. You know, the Apostle Paul laid aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares. He ran with endurance, looking unto Jesus. The Apostle Paul, he stayed hungry, stayed humble, stayed holy, stayed his. The race of faith. We all have to run our own race. And so the Bible instructs. Share the words, David Wilkerson, with you. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest haply, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Luke 14, 28 to 30. Jesus spoke these words near the close of his ministry on earth with the purpose of warning followers that good intentions would not be enough to see them through hard times. Many followers would not have what it took to finish the race. I believe the most tragic condition possible is starting out fully intending to lay hold of Christ and grow into a mature disciple and instead slowly drift away and become cold and indifferent to Him. He laid a foundation but could not finish because He did not first count the cost. He ran out of resources. He went so far and then quit. God, wake us up and make us to understand that we are all changing. There is no such thing as standing still. You are either changing daily into Christ's image or you are changing back into your old carnal ways. For those who have determined to lay hold of Christ at all cost, who are taking up their cross, denying self, and going on with Him, Paul said, we are all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. We're changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3.18 What a joy to meet these who are finishing the race. They are growing in the wisdom and knowledge of Christ. Becoming more distant from this world and its pleasures. And becoming increasingly heavenly minded. 
Their spiritual senses are highly exercised, and their discernment of what is of God or the flesh is ever increasing. The older they get, the hungrier they are for more of Christ. They cut away all earthly attachments, and with growing intensity, they long to be with Him in His glory. For them to die is gain, and the ultimate prize is to be called into His holy presence, to be at His side forever. It is not heaven they seek, but Christ in glory. You can be sure that when Christ returns, He will have a glorious church eager to be with Him. It will consist of those who have become so unattached to this world and so united with Him that moving from the corruptible to the incorruptible state will be but one last love step into His presence. You may have fallen down in the Christian race, but you can get up and run again. Jesus will not let you lie down by the track, exhausted, crippled, He will lift your weakened knees and give you supernatural strength to finish. He will not fail you. By grace, you're going to finish the race. And the Lord will be at the finish line to say, well done. The race that is set before you. The race of faith. Only one lifetime, one chance to run this race. To run this race in the proper manner. And it may be that we've come into this house today and we haven't been running right. Unnecessary weight, sin which so easily, so cleverly entangles, too many distractions, not much endurance, perseverance. Haven't counted the cost. Anyone here today? You took off running out of the blocks on a sprint. There you are, sidelined. We must count the cost. Some come out of the blocks never having counted the cost. What does the Bible say? Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Deny self. 
take up the cross. Necessary weight. Follow Jesus, for there is joy set before us. Despise the shame. The message, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again. Item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through, that'll shoot adrenaline into your souls. Don't drift. Don't become cold. No indifference. Wake up, O oh sleeper. Can have the worship team return today. My son said to me the other day while driving his own observations, some are looking for earthly cheer. You know, earthly cheer isn't our aim and focus. We may not hear cheering on our behalf in the natural, yet tune your ear to glory. Those who have ears to hear. There is a great cloud of witnesses who blazed the way, cheering you on. That's how important your time on the track is. They're cheering you on. They know what's at stake. They once ran themselves. And now that they are on the other side. They know what's at stake. Kingdom matters. Your very soul and the souls of those that would look to you as a running example. Any fathers and mothers in the house? Any spiritual fathers and mothers in the house? Those that would look to you as a running example? Are you a fitting example of what it means to run? To run the race of faith, we should all examine ourselves no matter who we are today. Am I running how the Lord Jesus would have me run? There's still time. Psalm 119, verse 32, I run in the path of your commands.
for you have broadened my understanding. You know, it's a day for broadened understanding. Perhaps the cheers of the great cloud will wake some today. Are you here? You've been running. You say, I need his help. Isaiah 40, verses 29 to 31, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. That's quite the word. Perhaps we should increase our waiting on the Lord. We have to run as He would have us run. You say, I want to run this race the way I want to run it. Ah, oh, it doesn't work like that. Because then, guess what? You're running your own race. It's all about you. What does the Bible say? 2 Timothy 2.5, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The rules. You say, well, as long as I compete, I get crowned. That is not what the Bible says. Run after his kingdom and his righteousness. Matthew 6, 31 to 33, reading from the NIV. So do not worry, worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You know, people of God, we aren't finished yet. You still have time on the track. Now, we don't know how much time we have. But as long as there's breath in our lungs, we still have time on the track. And the call is to run as he would have us run. Good intentions are not enough. Philippians 3, 13 and 14, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Some need to hear that today. You came into this very house this morning, And there are things that you need to leave behind. It's a day to make a decision to run in a right manner. A manner fitting for the believer, fitting for the Christian, fitting for the disciple, the follower of Christ. The one that would run in like manner. Oh, for the day we can shout the words of 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. It'd be a tragic day 
if we were at the end, and I know there's, there's that final fear, you know, death's the last enemy. But the Lord comes and brings peace and assurance to those that are His. It'd be tragic to find ourselves at the end. I think I fought the good fight. I think I finished the race. I'm not sure I kept the faith. And so the Lord comes today to encourage us. Do you know how important your time on the track is? He said, I don't think it's that important. Your time on the track can affect many. Parents, your time on the track affects the next generation. Remember those wise words, what one generation tolerates, the next generation embraces. A lot of tolerance today. Until the day we meet the Lord, Psalm 35, verse 9, from the message, Let me run loose and free, celebrating God's great work. Every bone in my body laughing, singing, God, there's no one like you. The words of a wise man, C.S. Lewis. You know, I'd say today, run in God's direction no matter what the world says. And he said this, when the whole world is running towards a cliff, he who is running in the opposite direction appears to have lost his mind. Yeah, I've lost my mind. Lose your mind for Christ's sake. Lose your mind and run for glory. Lose your mind. That's part of the problem. The mind. The devil's playground. He went on and he said this, God made us, invented us, as a man invents an engine. A car is made to run on petrol. Just saying. I'm totally kidding. A car is made to run on petrol, and it would not run properly on anything else. Now, God designed the human machine to run on himself. Listen, we so desperately need the Lord. There are many not running right because they're trying to run on the wrong thing. They're trying to fill the tank with the wrong thing. Fill themselves with the wrong thing. And it may appear that they're running right, but the Word is the ultimate judge. We may lie to ourselves. We may wake up and say, I'm running right. But if we'd be honest and humble before the Lord and break and say, God, come and search me and know me. Come and investigate my life. You let me know if I'm running on the wrong thing. You point out the things that need to be set aside. 
We so desperately need the Lord. You need the Lord. You here today who haven't yet given your heart to Him. You are running towards a cliff. Do you yet cry foolishness? Be saved from your perishing. One life. You say, well, I'm banking on another. All right. What are you coming back as? Foolishness. One life. You know, we all think we have a long time to live. Well, some might not think that. Especially when we're young, we think we're going to live forever. You know what it's like? You're waiting till you're 16, get your driver's license. It feels like this is an eternity. And then 18, because you know you're an adult. 21 if you're in America. I don't know, down east, I think it's something else. Waiting for these things. And then you finally get married, kids, work, routine of life. And I don't know about you, but I think time is sped up. We've had that conversation. It's like the weeks just go by, fly by. We're getting closer and closer to glory every day. One reason, because we're all growing older. Closer and closer to glory every year. You know, humanity's trying to figure out how to live longer. I guess they're scared of death. Because they aren't quite sure. They don't know what's on the other side. So let's just stay here. Because this is what we know. But for those that have the peace and assurance of Jesus Christ, we know it is the most real thing. And one day, we'll cross the other side and be with Christ. We're not living just to find ourselves in heaven. We are living to be with Christ in glory. That's the goal. Let's stand in the house of the Lord today. Of course, the altar's open if you need prayer for anything. If you need to make things right with the Lord today, in these next few moments, come and set things right with the Lord. Lord, you see, I've been called to run this race, the race of faith. I know, Lord, the call according to the word. Let us lay aside every weight, the unnecessary weight that I'm carrying around, that I'm packing around in this life, that's weighing me down, that's hindering my pace, that's injuring me, the sin that so easily and cleverly entangles, wraps itself tightly around my feet. Lord, I'm coming and I'm laying it down today. I'm asking you to help me. I need this out of my life. I repent of this sin, Lord. Run with endurance. You say today, Lord, that hasn't been my running manner. I need an enduring spirit, oh God.
your eyes have been on a lot of distractions. This world is full of distractions more than ever. Trying to distract. And the Lord says today, you got to look. you got to look at the author and the perfecter of faith. you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Focus on Him.